Hello, good people. You have tuned into Workplace Keys to Success, a channel that brings you an unfiltered, no-nonsense approach to surviving workplace bullying. I'm your host, Crystal Keys, and welcome to this live YouTube podcast. Well, today we are going to talk about workplace bullying and narcissistic leaders. That's right, those pesky narcissistic leaders. From the playground to the boardroom, bullying happens in all social settings across the globe. And as employees, we want organizations to make the necessary measures and the steps for a civil work environment. We know this is not always the case as we sometimes find ourselves in uncivil, <laughs> toxic work environments. If you are a target or a bystander of workplace bullying, you are not alone. Did you know that narcissistic traits are associated with workplace bullying? So we as a society, we need to talk about this more. Well, today our guest is going to further dive into the topic, workplace bullying and narcissistic leaders. We are so excited. Our guest today is a Norfolk State University alumni, a licensed professional counselor and gainfully employed at Thrive Works Counseling. Our guest today is active on multiple social media platforms and networks where she provides her services, her professional opinions, and this includes her hosting the Mental Health Monday on Facebook Live every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, where she shares information and educating the public on various mental health topics as well as providing community resources to help with those mental health needs to address those. Our guest today is the author of the publicly acclaimed book, Counseling is Not a Cuss Word. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure and an honor to welcome Fran Fertrell. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me today, Crystal. Such a pleasure to be here sharing on this platform, Workplace Keys to Success. I'm so very thankful that you have invited me to be a part of this platform. Um, I know that this topic is near and dear to your heart. This is um, at the center of what you do. And so I'm very thankful to be here sharing with you this afternoon. I'm excited. Um, to talk about this topic, I was as we were talking earlier, uh, this was a topic that um, is one that we see it happening on a regular basis, but sometimes if we're not like a direct victim of it, um, if we're not um, in the line of fire, for lack of a better term, uh, then we don't always pay attention to the effects of workplace bullying and having to deal with narcissistic leaders who um, employ different um, methods to undermine people, to keep people from moving ahead, 
to keep people from living um, in healthy ways, having a healthy experience in the workplace. Um, and they are all about their own personal agenda. And so I'm very thankful from the counseling perspective to be able to share today on how can we address um, workplace bullying and how do we interact with narcissistic leaders in the workplace. I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much. So um, just going, going a little bit further here, we will be talking from Counseling is Not a Cuss Word, which is my book that Crystal shared about. So we will be highlighting a, a few items from here today. So if you don't have a copy of that, make sure you go ahead and grab that for even somebody who may be experiencing workplace bullying and has some other issues and challenges that they need um, to address. So I'm very thankful to be here. And Chris, I'm going to let you do what you do. I'll leave you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. So we, Workplace Keys to Success is on multiple platforms, including um, Anchor. Well, we have been receiving wonderful questions that have been coming in. And I narrowed it down. I was only supposed to narrow it down to one. So we have a one question, but it's a two-parter. <laughs> and okay. I will repeat. Um, so I think it ties in really well with your book. So the question is, part one, what are the biggest mistakes individuals have made regarding workplace bullying and counseling? And then the second part to that question is, what are the biggest myths regarding workplace bullying and counseling? So what are the biggest mistakes we as individuals have made regarding workplace bullying and counseling? Mm -hmm. And then what are the biggest myths that are out there regarding workplace bullying and counseling? When I consider um, the first part of this question, I it, immediately what came to mind was not having a counselor is one of the biggest mistakes that you can have if you are dealing with workplace bullying. Uh, you need a place that is safe for you to process your challenges, things that you may be experiencing in the workplace that are unhealthy. You need a safe space to do that. And counseling can be one of the biggest um, helps with um, being able to process your challenges that you're having in the workplace. Uh, and it's confidential. So there's no um, room for your sharing to be uh, any information that you shared there to be given to anybody else. Counselors are mandated not to share. That's a part of our ethical uh, practices not to share. So one of the biggest mistakes that people make who may be um, experiencing workplace bullying um, is not to have uh, a counselor of their own. And another one is listening to people who don't have a counselor. Sometimes people will try to talk you out of doing what is best for you because they don't have that resource or they don't know the power of that resource. And so one of the biggest mistakes that you could make is to listen to someone who does not have counseling themselves if you are experiencing bullying in your workplace, especially if it's a, a, an upper level management uh, position or uh, leadership um, personnel that you have challenges with interacting with. You need a safe space to do that. So those are two of the biggest mistakes I think people make with regard to this particular topic. Yes. And, and then 
I totally agree with that. Um, I know from experience, so as a bystander and a target, mm -hmm. you need counseling to help process what's happening. A lot of times, Absolutely. especially when you're dealing with a narcissistic person, you want to make sure that what you're, you're, you're not the one that's at fault, right? You're not the one right. we hear a lot in the narcissistic world. You're not the one that's crazy. <laughs> so right. processing it and bouncing it off someone is, is a wonderful way. It's even therapeutic. I, I feel, um, in, in dealing with that and the experiences that I've had as, as a bystander, Oh, they've been to me just as heartening and just as traumatic as mm -hmm. I have gone through the experience myself as a target. So it's very helpful. So thank, thank you for that, Fran. And then what no about problem. the second part? What are some myths that are out there that we should be privy to? We want you to debunk those, those myths that are <laughs> out there. Yes. So if you, if you grab the book, you'll see myths with regard to what people think about counseling, but bringing it into context to uh, connect it to this workplace bullying piece is that um, I was, as I was doing the research, some research about workplace bullying and dealing with narcissistic tendencies or behaviors, um, one thing is that um, if you're being bullied, there's a desire sometimes that you have to confront the person that is bullying you. And if you're dealing with a narcissistic person, confrontation is not what you want to do with them because they feed off of that. And so that's one of the biggest myths is that I should confront them. No, you should not. That feeds into what it is they are doing, how the, the behaviors that they're engaging in against you, it feeds that. So that's a myth that you should confront them. Because when we think bullying and that natural tendency in us is that want to rise up and defend, like, I, I don't have to take that from you. Or you, you, who do you think you are to treat me that way? So that natural tendency to confront when really that's not necessarily the best route to go. Um, another myth is that you could use your coworkers for a listening ear. Sometimes um, what, <laughs> what happens is that sometimes people who you share information with, they then share that with the person who is the narcissistic uh, the person who has the narcissistic tendencies and so that's further feeding them so they these people are what referred to in in the readings as like flying monkeys so they take the information back to the person and they share this information with them so one myth another myth is that I should talk to my coworkers. they would understand me they would get it especially if they are a person that I've seen and you know, be on the receiving end of the bullying, surely they're a person that I could talk to about this because they get it. But maybe they are one of those flying monkeys who's just waiting to retrieve information and then take it back to the person that is engaging in those bullying behaviors against you. So you may not want to, <laughs> may not want to share your, uh, use your coworkers as a sounding board for, um, to address your workplace bullying challenges. Thank you, Fran. And that is a, a very good perspective. Didn't even think about that to not share with others now within, within the workplace. Now I know I'm on several 
workplace bullying, um, toxic work environments, uh, Facebook groups and pages. So a shout out to workplace bullying um, in the group that I, I help participate in and share information. One of the things that I make sure that I don't do, even in some of my videos, is I, I don't allow individuals to say the organization or to call out the bully because I think it ties into what you're saying. You really need mm -hmm. to make sure if you're going to process it, you're going to talk about it and, and try to grasp what's going on. Counseling yeah. is, the, is the best bet. Then there are other steps. So in, within my videos, I go through 10 steps of mitigating and eliminating workplace bullying. So if you want to know more of those, you'll have to stay tuned um, or follow me on Workplace Keys to Success. However, I think that it's important to know that with counseling, aren't there free services out there? I, I thought I saw a rise in free help and services um, just because of the pandemic. Um, yeah. I've seen free uh, counseling and things like that. Do you have any um, information that you could provide us on that? I know, I, I do know this. Um, if you have insurance, then you should be able to get receive counseling services. And there are agencies or individual practitioners who provide um, services at a discounted, if not free rate. And so one of my favorite um, resources to send people to is psychologytoday.com. And you can look on those um, profiles and look at various people in your locale who offer counseling services. And then you can see from there how much of the counseling services does my insurance cover if I'm doing it through insurance or if there are any um, special rates that that provider is offering because of COVID. I would also say too that one of the things that <laughs> one of the things that we don't take into consideration too is how much money we spend on other things that don't benefit us quite as much. So yeah. even if it's not free, even if it's at a reduced rate, maybe looking at how can I adjust my budgeting so yeah. that I can incorporate the funds that I need to go to counseling and cut back on some of these other areas that I don't necessarily need to be um, indulging in at this particular moment if counseling is something that you need to help you address workplace bullying. So that that is very that is accurate. I mean maybe not get a pair of shoes this pay. Right. And I like my shoes, Crystal, as a <laughs> As a person who loves shoes, that I know. Would I know. But it's an investment. I see, it is yeah, a, I will forgo a pair of my shoes yes. for a counseling because I know the power of it myself. Yes. yes. It could be difficult, even your favorite yeah. restaurant, you know. Yes. But, but it's an investment. Um, it is. It, it's yes. an investment. Yes. In you. It's an investment in yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things um, I've thought about is when we are investing in ourselves, a lot of times we uh, are giving to others, especially I found with those targets of, of narcissistic people. Uh, a lot of the targets of narcissistic people are empaths. And with an empath, we are forever 
uh, giving, giving, giving. And so counseling is a great way. Uh, it's therapeutic. Again, it, it's a great way to process what is going on and what steps you need to take in order to stop the pain, right? Because, and, and especially with, we're in a pandemic, there's so much around us going on. And so the last thing we want to do is be functioning with a half uh, tank or with yes. emotion, our emotions flying all over the place. And counseling can help mm -hmm. us put everything into perspective. It does. Yes. Do you suggest um, one counseling session? What has been your experience in helping individuals, not necessarily just with workplace bullying, but with things that cause um, our mental health to deteriorate, even workplace bullying causes our physical health to deteriorate. Yeah. How many sessions do you think um, would be a good goal to set for yourself? Because sometimes we quit things too soon. Um, yeah. So what, what is your opinion on that? Um, I'll speak from two perspectives. First, as a person who has received counseling and currently receives counseling. Yes, as a counselor, I have a counselor um, because I'm a human being first and I yes. have challenges and things like everyone else and we have to move beyond the roles, titles and things of that nature. Yes. I'll share from that perspective first. I will say for me, I don't know that there's a specific number of uh, counseling sessions um, that I would say you should go to. I know you need to do more than one because um, initially the first one typically is just the intake session. That's it. Like right. they're gathering information about why you're there. And then that's it. Like everything else uh, with, you know, being able to process those challenges that comes in subsequent sessions. And so um, I know um, from the provider side as a, as a counselor, one of the things that I have found effective is at least, I would say, plan to do at least 10. If I had to ballpark a number, I would say plan to do at least 10. Because I find that normally people aren't really getting into the substance of what they need to address until maybe like maybe four or five sessions in. Those first few sessions um, are where we start building the rapport and we start trying to create, making sure that environment is conducive to that person, really um, getting what they need from the experience, learning what approaches work and what approaches are not the most appropriate. And then after that, that's kind of laying that groundwork. So if you only go to one, you haven't really done yourself much justice with being able to address those underlying challenges that you have with regard to maybe it's bullying or Maybe it's a trauma that you've experienced. Maybe there are some family issues or many different issues, but you don't really get to dive into that if you um, kind of cap it and say, I'm only going to do so many. You have to make an investment of your time, not just your money, but of your time, of yourself. You got to dive in. My counselor has had me in. Like She'd speak, Crystal, it's so funny. I tell people about my counseling experience. She has this way of speaking with me and talking to me. And it's just this conversational tone. But by the end of the session, I am broken down. <laughs> so she brings it out. 
Yes, she has learned me well enough to know what, but that has come from time. Mm -hmm. Like she didn't, she wasn't just able to do that in one session. That comes from her having built a relationship with me as her client. So she knows what areas I may need to dive a little bit deeper into so that I can get uh, what it is I'm needing out of that moment in time Mm -hmm. with her. So I definitely say one, you are doing yourself a disservice to just do one session. Mm-hmm. So. so you brought up an interesting point, um, you multiple interesting points, but one mm-hmm. of the things that stood out was you mentioned trauma. Mm-hmm. And I just want to give some statistics. There are 19% of adult Americans, and I know we have our audiences broader than um, just the United States or, or America, right. but that are bullied. So 19% of adult Americans are bullied at work. Now, these are statistics, thank goodness, for Workplace Bullying Institute 2017. And they usually um, have statistics every three years. So we are waiting with bated breath to see because we've heard, even during the pandemic, there has been an increase in workplace bullying. So I'm sure this has increased. But this 19% makes up 60.3 million Mm. United States workers that are affected by workplace bullying. As a bystander, because like I said, sometimes that can be just as egregious to watch someone being abused um, or as the target. So with the word you used was trauma. What traumas or trauma is associated with workplace bullying? Um, I would say that um, if there was any, uh, maybe that maybe that person that is being bullied is a person that was bullied in childhood, and so some of the things that they experienced uh, in childhood being bullied are now triggered for them in the workplace so some of the things that they experienced when they were younger um they have these reminders of it now while they're in in interacting with this person who is the workplace bully who is the person who makes fun of others or tries to do things uh to undercut others or put people down name calling all of those things they those things are traumatic Mm -hmm. um i think about a child who not just at school, but even at home endured emotional or even physical or verbal abuse in the home. And now as an adult, they have to deal with this same type of behavior in the workplace. So all of those things come back up for them in the workplace that were present before they even became an adult. Hmm. So So it it kind of ignites earlier traumas mm-hmm. absolutely yes yeah well yeah. i do know even as a bystander so um i had the pleasure of managing a wonderful employee all my employees are, are wonderful in their own right and this individual was near retirement and she was being abused uh bullied uh because I believe of her age. Now she was being bullied by my manager and my manager's manager. 
must have been some years ago. But one morning I woke up because I saw it and I would talk to her about it. I made the necessary steps that I had to take as a bystander. So I just didn't let it happen. I followed the chain of commands. Um, I did several things. You'll have to take a look at, at one of my videos to, to get the full yeah. story uh, of how that played out. My story, part one and part two, that's out there on my, my YouTube channel. But I remember one morning, I couldn't even get up. And I'm not the type of person that takes sick time. I always usually have my sick days and, you know, left over. Or I had started using sick days as going to the doctors with, with, the, with the children, et cetera, just to use up my sick days. Right. I'm not the type of person to take a sick day. I couldn't get out of the bed. I had a terrible head. Now, this is just an experience as a bystander because yeah. I guess like um, a mother cares for her children and watches over her children, that is the type of attitude that managers should have the sad part mm. is most of the time in, in the statistics that I've seen, the leaders are the ones that are bullying the employees. Mm -hmm. But I just wanted to share that. Um, it, again, it can be just as egregious uh, as yeah. a bystander versus just as traumatizing to you Absolutely. As, a, as a bystander that is witnessing workplace. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I Speaking of like the bystander um, effect as far as trauma is concerned, just because you're not a direct, um, the direct recipient of that particular behavior doesn't mean that you cannot be traumatized by what you see. So like even from mental health standpoint, when we um, look at uh, diagnosing things like PTSD, we ask the person, have you witnessed anything even if you were not a direct victim of, of maybe a, 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 a car accident or maybe some type of, of physical harm or abuse or neglect or whatever, if you witnessed it, it can be just as powerful yes. and have just as um, powerful effect on you as you were the person actually receiving it so like watching it is almost as if you are receiving it yourself yes absolutely absolutely and so we have to take the necessary steps and measures even as a bystander um, to ensure that we're processing what is happening now over the next couple of weeks on my channel I will be going through 10 steps to mitigating and eliminating workplace bullying. I've given those steps before, but we are now in the process of breaking them down, exactly what it is you need to do and providing you some resources that you can take. So you wanna stay tuned for that because it's not just counseling. In my 10 steps, counseling is actually um, one of the 10 closest to the end. There are steps that we need to take employees. We need to start right away. So when we see it, when we experience it, we need to do some things right away because if we think that it's going away, it will not. It will continue and it will get worse. Even as a bystander, you could be the bystander one day and then the target the next. And Absolutely. so there are some steps that, that we need to take as we, as we witness or 
um, experience workplace bullying. So is there anything else, Fran, that you want to share your last minute thoughts about um, workplace bullying? One, one of the things I, I want to make sure we know, most of us have to work and the pandemic mm. is not making it easier on mm. us to have options. And mm. so we are forced to make do and, and deal with workplace bullying where maybe before the pandemic, you know, oh, well, you know what? This is not working out. I'll just look for another job. That's right. The, 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 it's, it's slim pickings out there. And so right. uh, we are forced more to deal with workplace bullying. But are, are there any final last thoughts that you'd like to share with our audience? I just want to encourage any of our viewers who are watching today, make sure that you continue to follow Crystal in uh, addressing those tips that you can utilize to help you if you are in the workplace and experiencing that bullying. Um, and I think that the more tools you have, the better. Don't, don't skip steps either, is what I would say as well. If you see a few things that you wanna pull, don't skip, don't skip any steps. Make sure you're following all of the steps that are offered to help you address that. And if you're not in counseling to address bullying, to address any underlying issues that create a challenge for you when it comes to not just workplace bullying, but dealing with any other areas of life, make sure that you are also seeking out those counseling resources as well. So yes. thank you so much, Crystal, for you know, just giving me that opportunity to encourage people yes. to do what it is they need to do to take good care of themselves. Yes, thank you. And you brought up an interesting point. Follow the steps because a lot of times on the Facebook um, pages, we'll see individuals help. I'm, I'm in need, I'm, I'm being bullied. And then we'll give advice and then they'll kind of drop. Right. And it's right. like, you, so you brought up a very interesting point. There's steps. There's a process to everything. Right. You don't just Absolutely. get things. Only thing that I've seen instant is the new popcorn. You put it in, <laughs> three minutes, you got it. But it still takes three minutes and you still have to it's take it out of the wrapper, right? You still yes. have to make sure it's on the right setting, depending on what brand you have. Yes. <laughs> There's so still a still, process. Yes, it's still it's a still process. process. And so we have to keep that in mind. We didn't ask to be in, in the predicament we're in. That's, that's true. We did not ask. But we have to, and like in one of my episodes, I talk about true grit. We got to grab, we got to grab this beast uh, by the horns and, and deal with it, process it, deal with it, follow the steps. So thank you again, Fran. I want to say thank you to our, uh, our audience. So ladies and gentlemen, we are, we are, almost out of time, but I'd like to say thank you to our social media audience and our virtual audience for joining us on today. We are so happy that you were able to spend time with us. I hope that we have shared information to help you better understand workplace bullying and narcissistic leaders and counseling as, as it is as a service to individuals that are in need. You can purchase counseling is not <laughs> you can count, you can purchase this at www.finalsteppublishingalloneword.com. And for booking Fran, you can reach her at your mental health matters all one word dot fyf 
at gmail.com and we will leave her contact information in the description so that you will readily have it at your, your fingertips. I want to say again, thank you, Fran. I do appreciate you spending this time with us. I appreciate all your professional insight and we wish you well in all of your future endeavors. Everybody, let's stay connected. How do we do that? I'm so glad you asked. By subscribing to Workplace Keys to Success. Subscribing will allow for the provision of notifications of new content on a weekly basis. Thank you for tuning in and have a great work week.